Good morning, Good News Church. So glad you're able to join us this morning from wherever you happen to be in your living room. We're meeting virtually via Facebook Live, YouTube. You can find that on our website. There's so much interesting things happening right now, but we're so glad you're able to be with us. Uh, this is our annual global outreach conference. This is something we do each year to highlight what God's doing around the world as we start more and more churches. So we had big plans of things to do, of having people come in from all over the world, but all that got changed. So this year we're doing a virtual conference, which starts right now, and then I'll tell you more about other ways you can participate in that. Uh, pretty exciting. So glad you're able to join us. I wanted to introduce my family to you. So here's a picture of our crew having fun in our front yard uh, under this whole quarantine thing. We were taking some fun pictures, but I thought better than a picture that I would invite them to join me on stage. So come on up, Team Stevens, and we're going to do a fun t-shirt giveaway. So I want you at home to get ready to catch. So you might have to elbow one of your siblings, but get ready. On the count of three, you'll have an opportunity to catch a t-shirt. One, two, three. Three. Thank you, Good News. Woo! Thanks, Good News. Thank you for watching, Good News. Let's do this. Go. Oh. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Hope you had fun with that. There's a couple things I wanted to let you know about. One is the May study is available. You can download that on our website, goodnewsloves.com. And also we have hard copies available at both campuses. So feel free to grab that and join in studying God's word together. So that's coming up. Also, you have an opportunity to give. Uh, there's lots of different ways to do that. I do want to say I have the privilege of talking to people around the world. And when people think of Good News Church, so many people think of, wow, what a spirit of generosity that the people of Good News Church have. Because we're able to collect the tithes and offerings that you guys so faithfully give and we're able to have such an impact in St. John's County and through planting churches around the world. So you need to know that the funds that you give sacrificially and joyfully are going to make an impact locally and globally. So thank you for your generosity. And I do want to say, you might have seen these awesome t-shirts that my family was sporting. Some of you caught some. For anyone who gives a gift of any amount to Global Outreach specifically, I'm going to hook you up with a Global Outreach t-shirt. So on our website, there's a drop-down menu. You can collect global out select Global Outreach, and I'll hook you up with a shirt. So there you go. Special offer for you. <clears throat> I do want to uh, start off by uh, praying today before we jump into God's Word, so please join me as we pray. Father, Son, and Spirit, we worship you. <laughs> Father, your love is so great for us, and we receive that today. We need it. Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through you. Thank you for making a way for us to know you, to have salvation and peace. Holy Spirit, we worship you, and we thank you that you're moving throughout the world, seeking and saving, convicting hearts, and giving us peace and comfort. God, I pray for God's people at Good News and around the world that you would meet us this morning, that you would change us, and we look forward to, to your return. I pray that we would fulfill the mission that you have for us while we're here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we have a mission. 
a vision, a purpose at Good News Church. So you can say this with me from your living rooms. Our purpose as a church is to make disciples together. So that's what we're trying to do, make disciples here in our local context, but also we have the opportunity in fulfilling the Great Commission to make disciples of the nations. And so that's one role that I have, which is really amazing as the Global Outreach Coordinator to match up resources with opportunities and find good partnerships with people who are planting churches around the world. So you are helping making disciples of the nations, which is awesome. So our text today is Isaiah 6. I want to read a portion of this and then make a couple comments and then celebrate some highlights and some wins that we've had lately. So if you have your Bibles, you can jump, jump on your iPhone or your computer, grab your Bible, Isaiah chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 1 through 8. You can follow along on the screen here also. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out, while the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. So there's a lot of things going on here. You have Isaiah who has this vision, a kind of a crazy vision. He sees the Lord sitting on the throne. He's got this long robe. Then he sees these angels that have all these wings. And they're talking to one another. They're talking about the holiness of God, how the whole earth is full of his glory. You have the trembling foundations. You hear voices. So Isaiah is struck with the presence of God. He is experiencing the trauma of holiness. So, what's his response? What's his response as he sees God and who, who God really is? He's, uh, he sees his holiness, and what does he say? He sees his sin. He says, woe is me. He says, I am unclean. I live among a people of unclean lips. So Isaiah, struck with the holiness of God, and he sees his sin. Maybe you're sitting there today. Maybe you're experiencing God in a new, fresh way, and maybe you're confronted with your own sin, as Isaiah was. Isaiah, when he saw the holiness of God, he saw how unholy he was. When he saw the righteousness of God, he realized, wow, I am unrighteous. He was struck with his sin, and that happens to us also. As we look in the mirror, as we examine our hearts and our minds, we think, man, I fall short of the glory of God. I have a sin problem that I can't solve on my own. And so what happens? What's the good news? The good news is Isaiah in verses 6 and 7, he's forgiven. He experiences true forgiveness as it says, Behold, your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Do you want to experience that today? You can. 
Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Realize that the Bible's true when it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You can experience the same forgiveness that Isaiah did. Make that decision today. It'll be the best decision you ever make. So we see the gospel here, and then we see Isaiah respond to the gospel. And in verse 8, the Lord calls out and says, Hey, who's going to go? Who's going to take this message? Who am I going to send? And Isaiah quickly says, Hey, here am I. Send me. Sign me up. What else can I do but follow the call that you have on my life after everything you've done for me through the forgiveness that you offer me? So Isaiah is now the sent one who takes the mantle of the mission and proclaims the gospel. So what about you? Are you willing? Have you seen the grace of God in your own life? Are you willing to join the mission and go as Isaiah did and proclaim the message? I want you to think about that. And I want to introduce you to some folks that are friends that we've partnered with that have said, hey, I'm going to dedicate my life to the gospel mission. And I'm going to use whatever gifts and abilities I have with all my shortcomings, not perfect people, but people who said, hey, I believe in this mission, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm willing to give my life for it. So these are what we call our movement leaders. Our movement leaders are folks who are local pastors of churches in their countries, and God has elevated them to a position of leadership to help train other church planters. And it's pretty fascinating, the partnerships that God has opened the doors for us to have. So I wanted to introduce some of these guys to you. Uh, via this slide here, we have uh, Yodis from Greece, Edwin from Malta, Ricardo and Leonardo from Brazil, uh, Ken Tombing in India. Those are some of our movement leaders. And some others, we have Leonardo from Italy, Jorge and Andres from Mexico, Dima in Belarus, and Armand in Kazakhstan. So I'd ask that you pray for these brothers who are laboring, uh, even in difficult times that we're facing now, moving towards trying to figure out things technologically, and it's just a crazy time, and these are guys who are seeking the Lord, trying to find out uh, critical strategies to reach the nations with the gospel, to reach their countries. So please pray for them, and we, I have some unique opportunities set up for you to interact with these guys. I'll tell you about that uh, in, in a little bit. But these are our movement leaders, and since 2005, we have been about the business of planting churches. And so I wanted to celebrate some wins this morning. Uh, it's awesome to get good news and to celebrate wins. And so I wanted to show you what Good News Church has been able to do as we are seeking to honor God with the resources he's provided with us, with the gifts and abilities. And since 2005, this is what we've been able to do. We have helped start 97 new international churches. 97. Amazing, right? In 23 different countries. So 97 new churches in 23 different countries and 14 churches throughout Florida as we partnered with the Florida Church Planting Network. So these are amazing statistics to see what God has done. And really, he gets all the glory for this. And we've invested over $3 million over the past 15 years to start these new churches. So thank you once again for your generosity, for helping make this happen. You all have helped make this happen as we partner with Jesus in his mission to reach the nations and make disciples. So let's praise God for that. It's really great news, and it's so fun to be a part of that and see what God's done. So in 2020, here we are. These are the churches we're helping to launch this year alone. You see the map there. 
a couple in Mexico, throughout Florida, several in Brazil, Liberia, Algeria, Italy, Belarus, Greece, Kazakhstan, and a couple in India. So this year, we'll start more churches in this particular year than ever before. 15 new churches we're starting because of your generosity and because of our vision to plant more and more churches. So it's amazing to see what God's doing. Thank you so much for being a part of it. It's pretty fascinating and pretty exciting. So one thing I wanted to do, because we couldn't meet in person with our global outreach conference and meet with some of our movement leaders from around the world, we thought, hey, what can we do to help you connect with these guys? And so what we've done is we've set up a virtual conference. This is new. We've never done this before. But for 2020, the Global Outreach Conference will be virtual. So I wanted to let you know what the schedule looks like. Uh, So what I've done is we've set up interviews uh, through the Zoom format, Zoom webinars, in order for you to hear about what's happening in different countries and to be able to ask questions. So here are movement leaders in different times of the day. And so at 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock this afternoon and evening, you have the opportunity to go to our website, click on the link, register, and be able to participate in those uh, Zoom calls. And then Monday and Tuesday at 8 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m., you have the opportunity to participate in those. So really encourage small groups to, instead of meeting normally, to sign into these and participate. You'll have the opportunity to type in questions And it'll be a great time to hear firsthand what's happening around the world, how the gospel is expanding. We're planting more and more churches. So please participate in that. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, Travis at goodnewsloves.com, and I'll help you in any way I can. But also this morning, we kind of have a special thing set up. What I did is I did an interview with one of our movement leaders, Edwin, who lives on the island of Malta. And I interviewed him, and he invited some guests from northern Africa to share a little bit about what's happening in their country and the partnership with Good News. So we've recorded this interview. So now you're going to have the opportunity to hear directly from them. So enjoy this interview. Good morning, Good News Church. Travis Stevens here. Welcome to the Global Outreach Virtual Conference. Glad you could be part of our Global Outreach Weekend. Today we have some special guests that we're going to introduce you to, so you're going to get to hear what's going on in different parts of the world. So let's start with Edwin. Edwin's uh, been a longtime partner of Good News Church, and we've helped with projects in Malta and in different parts of North Africa. So Edwin, welcome. Glad you can be with us. Glad to be with you. I mean, I wish I was with you there personally, like I was supposed to. But uh, I guess this is the next best thing that we can do. Yes, we wish you were here in person also. But uh, So Edwin, tell us a little bit about your role and what you do in Malta, and, and then maybe you can introduce our other guests also. Okay, so I, I've been traveling into North Africa for close to 25 years now. And um, my, in a, in a few simple words, my aim is to help... Uh, Uh, my North African brothers and sisters as they church plant in their countries in whichever way, form or shape that that uh, takes. Uh, Obviously, my partnership with Good News has been um, unique. I have to say this, unique. I don't have any other partnership with any other church in the United States. Uh, you are unique in the sense that you have helped different than others have helped with the church planting 
and helping also with um, physical uh, premises and uh, building. Um, I, I want to say outright, we appreciate that very much. Uh, appreciate that you have that vision, uh, that God gave you that vision that nobody else has. And the brothers and sisters you are seeing here on the screen with me uh, can show their appreciation and express how difficult it is in, in the, our parts of the world to be able to acquire premises to uh, meet. So your um, uh, help, Good News Church, has been uh, uh, tremendous. So my name is Edwin, Cynthia is my wife. She's uh, over there in the kitchen. She will come and say hello in a little while. And um, with us, I'm not sure how you are seeing your screen. I am seeing uh, gallery, so I can see all of you. Uh, but it, it, on my screen, there are three other people from uh, North Africa. At this point, I, if you don't mind, we'll refrain mentioning the uh, country, but we'll just say uh, uh, North Africa. There is Sylvia. 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 So I have Hamid and uh, Zahia and uh, Karima and uh, uh, Cleopas uh, uh, with us. And, you know, hopefully in these few minutes that are coming, we'll be able to give you a good picture of um, um, some of the churches in uh, uh, North Africa. <clears throat> Thank you, Edwin. So I'd like to hone in on maybe some recent persecution that the churches have been experiencing in different places. So maybe some of you can speak to that. Okay. So um, Karima, maybe you can answer some of those questions. You are the ones that experienced, I guess, most in your area. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, so as you have certainly heard, what happened to uh, some of the churches in, uh, in Algeria, but the worst, I think, was, uh, was in, in our church and how things uh, went, how uh, the, the closure uh, went. It was very, very hard. Uh, so, uh, um, can say not. Uh, there was not any 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 any. Uh, I mean, persecution at uh, point of chilling or something like this, but uh, it's still uh, moral uh, persecution. Uh, still up uh, to now. I mean, before before what is happening in the in the world. So, how long have the Church has been closed now. Um, uh, six months. Six months. Yeah, uh, October 15. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, Karima comes from a church which gathers together what over a thousand. Uh, yeah, one thousand hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so these people obviously don't have a place to come to now. How are you maintaining? We've only been doing it for four months because of the coronavirus. Yeah. You've been doing it for six months. Four weeks, sorry. We've been doing yeah. it for four weeks. Yeah. You've been doing it for six months. Yeah, very, very hard, you know, but we, uh, well, now we, we moved to um, small groups, sell, uh, sell small, small groups in, in homes. This is uh, how it works now, how we work. Okay, okay. I heard somebody say that uh, that was a cartoon, actually. The devil 
telling God, you see, I closed all your churches. And then God yeah, said, no, exactly. we've opened many, many small ones. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe uh, Cleopas, tell us a little bit about what's going on where you're at. Uh, now, now or uh, before? <laughs> just before? <laughs> just before the virus and now? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really two strange uh, things. Uh, the first, before uh, coronavirus, the work uh, going well. Uh, we work in evangelism using uh, social media. And uh, we're doing the church planting and all going well. Uh, but with the coronavirus, uh, the authority closed uh, all, you know, movements, but uh, they let us to meet less than 10 people. So in each uh, area, we can meet uh, like a, a church meeting, but less than 10 people. But what is, why I said uh, strange, because with coronavirus, it's it's a really bad time, but it's excellent time for evangelism. Uh, now the, the office, we have two offices, one in Meknes and the other in uh, Agadir. Uh, the first one focused on all Moroccans, but uh, the second we started especially for uh, Amazigh people, because in Morocco we have a, a majority of uh, uh, people, not really Arab, but uh, uh, originally Amazigh. So, uh, when the authority uh, don't allow people to go out uh, the house, uh, the majority use internet. So the, the we have team now. Uh, before was sixteen people, now thirty people just answer calls uh, and uh, uh, chat in uh, Facebook. Uh, we have page in Facebook. We produce a video for uh, evangelism. Uh, we receive really a huge number of uh, contacts uh, in this time. I don't know what we can do after coronavirus because the majority ask about Bible. We have now uh, 4,000 Bible uh, before uh, coronavirus. Uh, so the follow-up will be really hard after coronavirus. But it's good that the people asking about Jesus, asking about why this happened uh, for the, uh, to all the world. So it's good uh, things to uh, use coronavirus for evangelism. That's great. Thanks for that update. You look quite cold. Uh, what temperature yes. is there? Yeah. <laughs> because the problem, uh, uh, I do in uh, church planting in this area. When I try to back to my uh, my house in uh, Sali City, the authority don't allow me to uh, move between uh, cities. So I'm blocked here. Uh, here it's very cold. It's not like my my city. My city is uh, close to ocean. It's good weather there, but here it's very very cold. I'm blocked yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, you look very bundled up. Edwin, show us yeah. the picture you just showed us, where you turn your laptop of what it looks like in Malta right now. You want me to show you again? Yeah. Okay. This is Malta. This is not a very bad view here. 
Look at that. Wow. Wow. It's a good weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you yeah. for making us all very jealous. Well, you live in Florida. You're by the water as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad here. What about you, Hamid? Can you give us an update on what's going on with you and the church there? Yeah, everything is, is good, uh, except that uh, we cannot uh, travel a lot like uh, we used to do. But uh, in general, uh, uh, our work in mission uh, to, uh, to the south of Algeria is uh, good, uh, doing well. So uh, we are also, as uh, Cleopas said, we are working on Facebook. And uh, it's exactly the same thing is happening here because the Facebook uh, contacts are increasing. The number is increasing. So there are more people who are interested, who, who, who want to share, want to ask questions. And uh, there are more people who are connected to the Facebook. Uh, the, the Facebook page is, uh, is uh, managed by uh, my brother here. So uh, we talked... Uh, uh, well, every day, as you say, every day. So uh, the, the, the number is increasing, but uh, the problem is like uh, we cannot do uh, anything else uh, except uh, calling. We tried with a friend, a brother, who is working with Aona with, uh, with, with us. Uh, we tried to, uh, to organize something like that, but it's not working like like we we do now. Some sometimes it's internet, sometimes it's uh, the the mobile, sometimes it's the problem. So we, we uh, anyway we couldn't organize meeting like that. So we do we cannot do any meetings at the moment with the groups we have outside the uh, Kabylie area. The the only thing we can do is Facebook or calling by phone just to encourage or to ask, uh, uh, to answer questions or to just to, to take care or to, to say uh, hello, just uh, what to do. But uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the evangelism is increasing, but church planting, we cannot do anything at the moment. We are a little bit in the, uh, waiting. Yeah, and the, the, the two couples, that um, are in the south. I mean, can you yeah. give us, like, how are they doing? You know, I'm sure the church would like to hear um, health-wise and uh, otherwise, you know, how, how are they doing? Yeah, the first one is uh, Minesh and Sabira. The name, uh, I think you have the, the names, uh, are doing well. The project is going well. And uh, is uh, the he has now the uh, a good a good team working with him now at the moment, and uh, the, uh, through them we start another group uh, just in a year, not far from the their zone uh, from there. So it's uh, like uh, if you uh, what we call it the second generation is uh, they, they started this by themselves, so it's not working. Uh, as good as, as this uh, everywhere, but this time it's a, it's a good thing. It's an encouragement for us. But the second, as you know, uh, we received the, the, the funds in end of January. So uh, in February, we tried to, to work with uh, Salah, the, the husband of uh, Karima, 
we try to do something in the in that moment but it's uh, it's too uh, too uh, too late after march everything is closed so we are uh, we have now the the place we have the idea about where we to rent where to send the, the person the, the the couple but we can't do anything at the moment we are waiting <laughs> so edwin you're strategically located in malta and you've been you know going to north africa for you know 20 plus years uh, it was really a privilege last year to be able to join you for your conference uh, in malta and meet some of these guys in person that was really a treat so what is your role as far as with your conference with with these guys what role do you play with them okay do you have 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I um, keep it brief which i know is hard for yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You know, the, the main role is really connecting you with them. I mean, in a, in a few simple words, is connecting people like you with them. And that's what I try to do uh, strategically so that they can find uh, the help that they need in various uh, things. With you, we talked about uh, building, but I mean, with uh, Karima, we can also talk about media. Um, I mean, just now, uh, uh, she had partners that helped to buy yeah. a van so that they can travel with their media group. So the idea of the conference is not just to have a conference, but to connect people together and be mm. able to uh, uh, advance the, the gospel. The gospel. Yeah. Uh, this year, we had over 600 people that came together. And again, you know, people come and there are more small meetings going on now than the main meeting because a lot of people they they have their own groups that they are meeting with and exploring now my role is you know some of you know the people you're seeing on the screen if they need something they will let me know i'll try to let others know so there is that in between uh, thing besides that um, um they encourage me and i encourage them you know whenever we talk whenever we visit uh, each other um you know there is that uh, mutual encouragement yeah. and these last 25 years i have tried very hard to lift the north african uh, believers to a, to a level where now i believe now we are close to working together as peers rather than, you know, we are the missionaries and they are the recipients. We are working together to do church planting in their country, which is amazing when you think about it. It's not we're trying to save them, but we're helping them to reach their own people. And that's what I see my role as. I mean, here in Malta, I still pastor uh, a church and we're still have struggling with trying to you know we have the plot of land but we're still struggling to try and see what to do we haven't we never received the permit so it's not just in uh, you know different difficult countries even malta which is a free country they keep telling us there's enough churches we don't need more churches they don't seem to understand that we're different 
you know, but anyway, <laughs> we keep struggling and um, their mind, in their mind, when they think of a church, there is a certain structure that they need to see. And that structure, obviously, we don't want it. We cannot have it. We have a small piece of land. So, you know, lots of difficulties, lots of difficulties like that. But we keep going on, you know, keep going on. My greatest difficulty, and, you, you know, you can, all of you, pray for this, is, you know, finding younger people willing to take up um, the work. So we've been trying hard to encourage young people to take the work of the Lord, but it seems like everybody's busy and, um, you know, it's not easy. So nobody's really coming forward. So I pray that God touches some heart um, that somebody will say, yes, I want to give my full time to the Lord's, um, to the Lord's work. Yeah. So unfortunately, I was going to Morocco. I had to cancel it. So, and I, have a, I had a visa for Libya. I had to cancel it as well. Um, in Libya, we, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult, very difficult place. And uh, one of the first believers that were there was um, arrested five years ago. But um, I guess partly because of the coronavirus, on Easter, they released him on Easter day, Easter Sunday. And the first thing he did was to call us. And we were overjoyed, you know, because Sylvia was telling him, oh, you know, Jesus was resurrected on this day, but for us, you know, you, yeah. <laughs> you were resurrected on this day. Yes, yes. And he was, a, before the war there, he already had 25 people around him. And we were already thinking about building somewhere where they can use, but then it all evaporated when the war started and we thought it will be over soon but still going on but finally i did get a visa so i was going to go again we had to cancel uh, that and anyway i mean algeria i stayed away because of the situation yeah. of the churches as well mm -hmm. so you know we pray that we we'll continue to encourage one another Amen. and keep yeah. going on in the you know it's like we're saying, you know, even with the virus, because even in Malta, we had to go online. And what I've realized is that with our services online, how many people are seeing them more than in the church, plus people that used to come to church, they don't anymore, but they're watching the services online. So I thought, you know, okay, um, so we'll see, as, as, as my brothers and sisters said, what will happen when all this dies down, whether there will be a harvest from, uh, from, uh, yeah, you know, we, we all see yeah. interesting times mm. we're living in. Mm. So maybe I want you guys to think about just the partnership with Good News Church and maybe what's that, what has that meant uh, to you? Maybe each of you could briefly comment on that. Okay. So with, uh, maybe Cleopas can start, you know, you mean you, um, the place in uh, Marrakesh. Yeah. Uh, first, thank you very much for uh, 
the opportunity opportunity give us to have uh, uh, place uh, you know like official place for church uh, because you know here in Morocco it's hard to do in church plant planting and uh, the cost of rent uh, we have now uh, 47 church uh, across Morocco so if you pay rent for each place so where you can have uh, all funds and uh, when you ask about the rent uh, so everybody wants help they said rent for what so to continue to plant in churches in Morocco we need uh, all the time to have uh, official place minimum one in each city so Marrakesh is going uh, very well uh, after uh, we buy uh, apartments there. Uh, we have now three mission churches, a church uh, uh, in weekend. Normally we have four, but uh, we try to have three regular. Uh, each, uh, uh, we start from Friday until Sunday, and also we use place this apartment for uh, follow-up because when you, you do in follow-up you must uh, uh, spend night in in uh, a hotel now we have uh, apartment to spend night there uh, and uh, uh, when you have uh, a regular uh, place the people come when you rent if you have funds to pay rent the people come but if you are not regular the people sometimes come sometimes uh, don't don't come so uh, it's a really blessing uh, place for uh, not just Marrakesh. We use also for uh, uh, discipleship training. It's a new thing we started uh, last year. Uh, we invite uh, not just Marrakesh uh, church, but uh, uh, some places around uh, Marrakesh to uh, spend three days in uh, these apartments and uh, doing uh, training uh, for discipleship so it's uh, now it's going uh, really excellent for us uh, especially marrakesh when we have a place great thank you for that update what about you hamid what is the good news church yeah. meant to you <clears throat> yeah uh you know we started with uh, when we started in 2012 so uh with uh, with the mission uh, we already planted uh, six churches, six, um, uh, we, we have sent six long-term teams, but it was not really, uh, I think, uh, wise. We didn't do this uh, wisely. And uh, then it's about, it's, it's a first experience. We have nothing uh, where, where to, uh, uh, to copy, if you want. So we said, well, we did what we do. We, we could do with our partners, but uh, when uh, good news now comes, so we, we, we were uh, more, uh, we had more experience. So we, we did think uh, strategically, so we sent uh, already one team to the southeast, uh, southwest, and uh, now we are planning to the, to the east, and we are planning to send one to the south, then the, to to uh, like to, uh, to uh, the, the purpose is to uh, uh, to start ups ups 
one in uh, in southwest, uh, east and uh, and south, and from there uh, to work to do the church planting. Okay. Connection. I guess you might have lost connection, but we heard so there's a lot of you're working strategically to plant churches in different parts yeah. of the country, which is awesome. And and I'm not sure with with um, Hamid we're kind of doing it a little differently, and rather than um, saying we have so much and we're going to uh, build or buy a place, we are more supporting the church planting effort in that uh, in, in in areas where there was no church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's what happened. We are not uh, buildings. We are not doing buildings. So uh, we are just starting herbs, like for church planting. We are send, uh, sending teams, one team to the region, and for this team to the, to uh, to plant, this team will plant the church at uh, like uh, second and third generation. So why, one thing is this. And uh, another thing is like uh, well, when we have sent this uh, this uh, first team, it was an encouragement for the church here in uh, in Kabylie because uh, they need like uh, some example like that who is uh, uh, successful uh, to encourage others to be to uh, to, to accept to uh, to go. Sorry. Okay. Um. We have to move towards in the direction okay. of wrapping up over the next several minutes. But uh, Edwin, maybe you could speak to what are some of the greatest needs uh, that you're seeing in North Africa and how can we as a church be praying? Where do I start? You know, I mean, uh, the needs are uh, um, big. Um, like what like my brothers have been saying, it's difficult in a, in a situation where to get uh, recognition, you need premises. I mean, you, it's, you cannot uh, get recognition unless you have a place where it's proper to meet. You know, in some places they close them down because they said they are not um, proper because maybe it was a garage or a store. So that remains to be a big need. Uh, maybe some places that need to change their structure. I'm not sure what um, they are telling um, the, the Zuzu Church. Uh, we, you know, we had helped them to restructure to mm -hmm. where the hall. I'm not sure how many people it used to take, but to how many people it. Yeah. it when you you can tell us, Karima, yes, how many people it's used to. 700 to 8 maximum to 1,000 and 200 or maybe sometimes 300. Yeah. So and this, this is, and I've seen it, you know, grow little by little below the garage, fixing this, fixing that, opening that wall. And so these were always big needs in the, in the, in the area. And I think it, would be lovely to support more church planters in the sense of people going to different areas as well. And I know a lot of the uh, North African churches do that. They want to send people to other, um, uh, other areas. Um, media is big and media, uh, you know, costs money. 
equipment. Yeah, it's not it's not easy uh, to buy the equipment. And I know now firsthand because you know we've started doing it, and I've been looking at stuff to see okay what do we need, and it's amazing you know the needs and the prices, um, and especially then getting them in North Africa it's even more because what we buy for so much they have to buy it for so much uh, so it's it's uh, that's another difficult uh, uh, part of it um, some other things that you know through the conference we try to work with is you know different kinds of training that goes on and you know everybody finds their own partners that uh, help them with uh, training uh, so that's that always remains uh, uh, a need there uh, you know in north africa i mean prayer is also a big need you know we need to continue praying for them that um, they get as more established in the countries that the, the governments would look at them yeah. not as second class citizens but uh, as part of the uh, uh, part of the country remember you know I remember myself a few years back, not much, when we became evangelicals in Malta. I mean, we were going against our culture. Now our culture is all mixed up. But for a while, we were finding it very difficult because we were going against our Christian culture. So you can imagine, the, you know, yeah. <laughs> once you are seeing how difficult it is for them going against their culture and becoming uh, Christian. So we need to continue to pray for them and continue to see the different needs here and there. But um, we want to thank good news that, that, that you know, you've, you've helped in these and others um, uh, as well. And I think that's, that's, like I said in the beginning, it's a big help, a big need and I remember Karima telling me, you know, nobody wants to help with help us with the building. It's true. It's like Cleopas said, nobody wants to give you money for rent. Nobody wants to, but uh, good news has been there for us. And we hope that they will still be there for many years to come. Awesome. Well, we're very grateful uh, for all of you for the partnership and the gospel. And uh, Jesus said he'll build his church. And he's doing that uh, each and every day. And you guys are playing a role in that. We play a role, but we're just ecstatic to have the partnership with you. So I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you for sharing with our people what's happening in North Africa. It's exciting. So thank you for you. Thanks. Thank you. And we hope one day some of them can also be at good news, you know, and enjoy your beautiful place there you know absolutely that'd be great we're well, <laughs> talking with you guys keep fighting the good fight of faith and we'll be in touch thank you bye 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 Really hope you enjoyed that interview with Edwin and some of our church planters and that's just a sample of um, of things happening around the world and we're able to find out more and more please participate in the conference sign into those zoom calls once again go to our church website goodnewsloves.com click on global outreach link and you'll be able to find out how to participate 
in the calls starting today and over the next couple of days. So I'd love to send you out with this blessing from Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Go in grace.